This is Bethel Online. Welcome home. This is the next best thing to being at Bethel on Sundays. We are driven by making disciples of Jesus who make disciples. When you're online, interact with us on Facebook and Instagram. When you're in Barhead, Alberta, drop in Sundays to Friday. Our goal on this podcast is to ask questions, challenge certainty, and grow a relationship with Jesus so you can go the distance and bring others with you. Thank you for tuning in. Call me Robert. Sometimes she called me Robert William. I always knew I was in trouble when I was called Robert William. My wife sometimes calls me Robert as well, and I know that I'm in trouble when Jocelyn calls me Robert. Together and have a meet and greet, and I appreciate everybody. Um, I have something called Rev Words, uh, and if you, um, I, I usually write a couple of times each week on different subjects and thoughts, and uh, those words um, are words of hope and words of life. And we'll talk a bit more as we go along there. So words are important. Words matter. Um, And names matter. I also want to let you know that punctuation matters, that grammar matters, that in these sentences, the uh, use of just one simple comma uh, can make an absolutely huge difference. And when you read those sentences, you'll know that grandma also appreciates the correct punctuation. It's amazing how a little thing can make a big difference. Numbers matter as well. Um, Driving up on the Grizzly Trail, um, Highway 33. You know, when you drive along, there's a lot of straight stretches as you're coming into Barhead. You probably noticed that. Um, I think the speed limit is 100 kilometers an hour. You're good Christians. You probably never get tempted to go 101 or 102 or 110 or go a little faster, but there's a lot of straight stretches. And it reminded me when I was driving in this morning of a story of um, a police officer down in the States. He pulled over a speeding car, and when he walked up to the car, he discovered that the driver of the car was a nun, and in the back seat, there were two other nuns. And as he got to the window, the nun in the driver's seat looked up and said, hello, officer, Uh, how could I help you? And the officer said to her, do you know how fast you were going? And the nun said back to the officer, "Uh, Yes, I was doing 95. And the officer said, do you know the speed limit on this highway? And she said, yes, 95. And the officer said to her, ma'am, this is highway 95. The speed limit is 60. And so she said, oh, oh, I am so sorry. I didn't know that. I thought the 95 was how fast you could go. I apologize. I'm so sorry. Well, while she's speaking, the officer notices in the back seat the other two nuns, and they look really disheveled. So he kind of leans in and he says to them, are you okay? And they said, well, officer, we are now. We just got off Highway 140. (laughs) Numbers are important. And words are. Pastors are called to love people, and serve God. And those words are carefully chosen. Um, The ability to love people. You don't want me to serve you. You want me to love you and to serve God. Because when pastors start to serve people, they tend to become people pleasers. And I want to be a God pleaser. And I think that's what you want to as well. And I sincerely believe that people don't really want to be served so much as they want to be loved. And this verse, I think, says so much. 
just the fact that the one thing that all of us are looking for, no matter what you think of other people, no matter what their behavior is like or their outside appearance, I think that the one thing that everybody's looking for is simply to be loved, to receive love, and to be able to give love. And when we understand what Jesus is all about and his work in our lives, then we understand the power of love and how it works. Um, the image you see there, actually, right now, that, uh, that bear, that's uh, on the property of um, our oldest son's family. So that's the kids' play set, and they had a bear come on their property just recently, so they brought the kids in and snapped a picture of the bear and, uh, and able to share that with us. Like I say, the idea of being loved and being cared for. That's what everybody really wants to have in our lives. Psalm 23 will assure you that the, some of the best days of your life are still to come. You haven't lived them out yet. Some of the best days of your life are still to come. This is a, a picture, just so you know, of our, um, our family. This is the Jones family at Christmas. We have two sons, Corey and John Mark, and they're married to Lindsay and Angie. We have five grandkids, ages eight down to one, three girls, and one boy. Uh, and they all have their own personalities. They all have their own thoughts and their images and their lives. This is what our fridge looks like at home. You have a fridge that looks like that? Uh, this, is your, uh, this is the place where our ballerinas and our gymnasts and our young explorers get their pictures and, and, and all through the course of um, their lives have had images on, on that refrigerator. This is the church family, um, part of the church family that I've had the privilege of being a part of for 29 years, um, Central Tabernacle and now North Point Church. Uh, we've gone through a lot of big changes, uh, a relocation that took us from downtown with 495 people um, to what it was on March the 17th when we concluded there with 3,700 people. We tried our best to know every person in our church, to pray for them, to care for them, and a lot of people think that the biggest change that we went through was when we relocated our church from downtown Edmonton to the edge of St. Albert in northwest Edmonton. But really one of the most difficult things that Jocelyn and I, my wife, have ever done was when on March 17th, we concluded our ministry there, that we came to the end of our 29 years. And one day, we had 3,700 people that we cared about, and the next day, it was just Jocelyn and I. That was a huge change, absolutely huge change. It, it was something we wanted to do. It was, felt, it was something that was good for North Point and for us. It was something we felt that God was leading us into. How many have ever done something that you knew that God was leading you to do and it was the hardest thing you've ever done? A lot of times people think that things of faith should be easy, that when you do them, they should be easy. But that was a hard thing. But we believe that our best days were still to come. And that we had no idea that Barhead would be in the future. Had no idea that one day I'd get a call and say, would you consider going to Barhead? Had no idea that one day I'd be on this platform on August 11th and, and seeing you and getting to meet you. Um, had no idea about that. But you're a part of the best. You're part of my best. The best that God had for our future. You see, God knew that you had a need and that there was an availability and that we would mesh up. And somewhere out there, there's another leader and a family that God wants to direct to Bethel so that they can create safe pasture for other people and that their adventure one day will be with you and they will stand on this platform and perhaps say the very same thing. 
that they had no idea they'd ever be at Bethel and Barhead. But here they are. And maybe one day you never thought you'd ever be inside a church. But you're here and you're with others. And you're in a place where maybe not everybody's like you. They're different than you. But you're in a place where you're, you're learning and you're, and you're wanting to grow. And that is huge. And Psalm 23 says when we talk about growth and change, that it's a process. That just like the seasons change, and typically they do slowly, except Alberta in the last little row, right? You kind of go winter, spring, fall, summer, fall, summer, and then fall. And then winter, and then spring. And, it's, uh, and you can have all that in the month of July, right? It's been pretty crazy this summer with all the rain and the weather. But typically it's a process. And in change, there's a process and a partnership. There is our part and there's God's part. And in that process, there's a lot of patience. God has a lot of patience. And we can be assured that in the process that goodness and mercy will guide every step of your way and my way that you can be assured that God and his goodness and mercy will guide every step of your way in the future because God is good and he's merciful. If you think about God and you wonder about God and maybe you're a searcher after God and you're watching on the internet and you're trying to figure out who God is, those two words, goodness and mercy, God is good and God is merciful. And if you want to know how to act like God, when you choose to be good and when you choose mercy, when you treat other people mercifully, when you treat yourself mercifully, when you act good, you're acting like God. And when you do that, I think that's an expression of love. And that's one of the, the greatest expressions that you can give. And you need to know that God is patient with you, that God is very patient with you. In fact, God, I think, is more patient um, than you are yourself at times with yourself. Think about it. God took 40 years with the nation of Israel wandering through the wilderness 40 years, that's 480 months, 146,000 days of wandering. He was very patient. Jesus spent 40 days in the desert fasting and praying. Between the last prophet Malachi in the Old Testament and the new prophet John the Baptist in the Gospel of Matthew, there were 400 years of silence. 400 years where there was no voice from God. 400 years when people wanted to hear a word and there wasn't one. Since Jesus ascended into heaven, it's been almost 2,000 years since he promised he would return. God is very patient. God is very patient with you. And if you're trying something new, if you're going to be at VBS this week and you're not quite sure um, it's your first experience, to understand that God's patient with you. He's glad you put your hand up. He's glad you said yes. He's glad you're going to come to the training this afternoon and be able to be a part of that because God likens himself to a very loving heavenly father. This is a picture of myself and our oldest son, Corey. Uh, my wife took this picture when Corey was learning how to walk. Corey had just, in this image, taken his first two steps. And then right after this picture was taken, he fell over. And what I said to Corey was this, oh, you of little faith, why did you fall over? Sometimes don't we think that's how God acts with us, right? We think about Peter getting out of the boat to walk on the water because Jesus asked him to come. And then when he sinks because he looks away from Jesus, Peter says, where's your, Jesus says, where's your faith? But notice that Jesus lifts Peter out of the water and they walk on the water back to the boat. And I think God's like that in our hearts with patience. When Corey fell down, 
I picked him back up and I said, way to go, Corey. And let's do another couple of steps. And so when Corey was learning to walk as a wee little guy in those small baby shoes, I had no idea, no one had any idea, that one day he would grow up and become an athlete and he would bring people out of their seats, standing and screaming at the top of their lungs and cheering and applauding his accomplishments. When he played for the University of Saskatchewan Huskies, he was a slot back, um, went into two national championships, was an all-Canadian football player. And you see the people on the sidelines. Those little feet, so long ago, that fell after simply two steps, would carry him as one of the fastest athletes in Canada when he played football. I had no idea, he had no idea that that was going to happen. But what he did was he put one foot in front of the other and the next foot. And when dad is patient and when God is patient, amazing things can happen. Bethel, you have no idea where you're going to go in the future. You have no idea where God is going to lead you. You have no idea all the dreams that can be fulfilled, all the lives that can be touched, all the marriages that can be happy, all the people that can experience a fulfillment in their lives simply because they chose to follow Jesus, because they learned about him at a VBS or in a Sunday school class or on a Sunday morning at Bethel, or they heard about him from you over at Tim Hortons or where you're going to high school at Barhead Composite that all those engagements and conversations, those are part of the future, and God knows them. And I sincerely believe in my heart that Bethel is going to change in the next couple of years, and that's good, and that you're going to change in the next couple of years. And however long I'm with you, I'm going to change in the next couple of years. I don't know what those changes are. And if you ask the question, will it be easy, I think there's a better question. The question is, will I be better? I can guarantee you that goodness and mercy will follow you. And where those are, that's what makes people better. That's what changes lives. That God will anoint your head with oil. That he'll prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. That he will have goodness and mercy that will follow you all the days of your life. And you will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Goodness and mercy. They will characterize and guide every step that you take in the future because Bethel, the best is yet to come. Melissa, the best is yet to come. Wendy, the best is yet to come. Jake, the best is yet to come. The best is yet to come, Pam, for your life, for your family, for each of you who are here. And that best is what God has in his heart and his mind for you. God will continue to convict you of sin, convince you of forgiveness, correct you when you need that. He'll be able to bring into your hearts the comfort of his presence and that he will guide and lead you every step of your way. And you, though you walk through the darkest valley, will need to fear no evil because he is with you. Would you bow with me in prayer, please? Lord, I thank you for each one that is in this house this morning, and I thank you for all those watching online. Thank you for words, because they matter to you. And thank you for a man named David, who wrote a poem to express his heart that 3,000 years later still speaks into our lives about change and about how as you lead us into change, you'll be there for us. And you'll lead us into new pastures, lush meadows, quiet waters, You'll take us where we need to go. And so this morning, Jesus, um, 
we just want to say to you that we trust you. We trust you as our good shepherd who laid his life down for us and whose life was raised up from the dead so that we can have new life. And I pray into the hearts of each and every person here and those, again, watching online, that sense of hope that comes from you. So Jesus, we thank you. We pray this in your name now. Amen. Amen. Friends, it, it may be something of a practice that we could have while I'm here with you. Um, we'll have different times of responses at the end of messages. Next Sunday, we're having communion. And so there'll be a time for prayer. And we'll pray for people, uh, whatever their needs might be. I'm available for prayer at any service, um, before the services, after the services, during the week. Um, if you need to be in touch, would love to connect with you. But one of the things I've always enjoyed um, as a pastor is simply conveying a blessing. And sometimes we finish with music. But this morning, I wonder if you would allow me to conclude by praying a blessing over your lives. And it's a blessing that you can receive. And the way you can receive that is if you would simply just extend your hand towards me. So could I ask you all to stand up, please, as we get ready to conclude? And uh, if you just allow me to bless you this morning, I'm going to extend my hand over you. And if you would want to just receive that, um, why don't you just extend your hand back towards me? Thank you, Jesus. Lord, people matter to you. And everyone in this room and those watching today, they matter to you. And uh, I extend my hand over them that they would certainly feel the goodness of Jesus and the mercy of Jesus. You know their circumstances, their situations. You know the changes that they're going through way beyond Bethel. You know their family situations. And I pray into those just the sense that what they've heard today as it resonates with them, it's no coincidence because it's not by chance, but by the fact that you care about them. So Jesus, assure them that you're providing for their marriage, their health, their future, their dreams. The setbacks they've experienced, you'll give them comebacks. And I pray that you would prosper them in their health, in their businesses, in their relationships, and that many, 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 many people will come to know Jesus as their Savior. Boys and girls this week at BBS, and in the future, youth, young adults, adults, people of all ages. I bless them with that today, Jesus, in your name. Amen.